Good morning. Our Sunday School lesson today is entitled A New Home, and it's based on Revelation, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 8. But before we begin our study, let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together to study your word. We thank you for the ministry of the Sunday School and its purposes here. Lord, we ask that you send the Holy Spirit that will open our ears to hear what you have to say for us today, and also open our hearts so that we not only be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. We thank you again for this opportunity, and we pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Our aim for change. By the end of this lesson, we will examine the unique genre of apocalypse that characterizes the book of Revelation in order to discern how to understand and apply its message to daily life. Contemplate the creation of a new heaven and a new earth for the hope that this vision holds for the faithful. And embrace the peace of God that begins in this life with Jesus and continues in God's new creation. As chapter 21 opens, all the sinners of all ages, as well as Satan and his demons, have been sentenced to the lake of fire. Christ told John that he, John, was to receive visions of glorious and mysterious things. John was to write them down for sending to the churches of seven nearby cities. The book of Revelation records four visions of John. In the first vision, John, exiled on the Isle of Patmos, encounters the risen Christ who gives him a message for the seven churches. The vision calls for the church to repentance, commitment, and fateful endurance. In the second vision, John is transported into the heavenly throne room of God. There he sees the one who sits on the throne and the lamb who enters the throne room to open the sealed book in the right hand of God. In the third vision, John is placed in an earthly wilderness. It describes Christ on Mount Zion. Our lesson today opens with the beginning of the fourth vision, in which we will learn about the ultimate fulfillment of God's promise in Christ, the holy city, and the new Jerusalem. Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 2. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. What's important in these verses? Don't become too attached to this world. God will replace it with a completely new and different one. The earth as we know it will not last forever, but after God's great judgment, he will create a new earth. The new heaven and a new earth presented here are not simply the old heaven and the old earth renovated, but a new creation. In the Genesis creation story, God separated the land from the sea. Three-fourths of our present earth is covered by water, and the sea is crucial to our environment. All life on earth is dependent upon water for survival. 
But John's vision is of a new creation differs from the first creation story and that the sea is gone. The sea often represents chaos and rebellion. It may symbolize that which separates people and nations one from another, as well as a place of danger. In the new heaven and earth, God's people will no longer be separated from God or one another, and we will never face dangers that would threaten our faith or our life. God will give his children the best and perfect dwelling place in the new heaven and new earth. The centerpiece of the new heaven and earth is the new Jerusalem that God, John sees descending from heaven. As in Isaiah 65, John links the new heaven and the new earth with a new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem is a beautiful place. John saw it as a bride adorned for her husband. The bride prepares meticulously to look her best on her wedding day. The best materials are used for her garments. They're beautifully and thoughtfully sewn together to make the wedding dress. The bride will also ready herself, perfume, jewelry, and makeup complete the picture. When she walks down the aisle, she and the groom are beaming. The church is the bride of Christ. Using this metaphor, God plans to present the new Jerusalem as an exceptionally beautifully carefully arranged city. God is the builder of a city that is perfect. God's city contains no crime. Revelation chapter 21 verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. What's important in these verses? In the old Jerusalem, God dwelt in the temple in the Holy of Holies, into which only the high priest could enter once a year. The new Jerusalem is where God lives among his people. It is stated three times in this one verse, God will dwell among men. Instead of us going up to meet him, he comes down to be with us, just as God became man in Jesus Christ and lived among us. If the Holy Spirit dwells within us now, just imagine how wonderful it would be to dwell personally with God one day in the new holy city. Perfect peace and joy result from God's eternal presence with his people. Wherever God reigns, there is peace, security, and love. Worshiping God and expressing our love for God with songs of praise will be our greatest joy. Have you ever wondered what eternity will be like? The holy city, the New Jerusalem, is described as a place where God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death and mourning, no more pain, no hunger, nor disease, no more racial tensions, riots, and political turmoil. Crime, warfare, and other forms of violence will be gone. All of this will pass away with the onset of the new heaven, new earth, and the new Jerusalem.
Revelation chapter 21 verses 5 through 8. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. What's important in these verses? God is the creator. The Bible begins with the majestic story of his creation of the universe, and it concludes with his creation of a new heaven and a new earth. This is a tremendous hope and encouragement for the believer. When we are with God, with our sins forgiven and our future secure, we will be like Christ. We will be made perfect like him. God has declared that he will make everything new and we can count on his word because he cannot lie. God's word, the Holy Bible is trustworthy and true. Therefore, we can build our lives and future hopes on these scriptures. Jesus Christ began the history of the earth and he will finish it. Just as God finished the work of creation and Jesus finished the work of redemption, so the Trinity will finish the entire plan of salvation by inviting the redeemed into a new creation. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and ending of everything. He has the power to give the water of life freely, and he will certainly keep all of his promises to us. An overcomer is one who remains faithful and loyal to Christ. It means the person who remains pure and follows the Lord Jesus Christ will conquer all the temptations and trials of life. Two great promises are made to the overcomer. Believers are overcomers who will also inherit good things from God. Because we are God's children, we will inherit all the good things that God will make. We will receive the blessings that God promised. Secondly, an overcomer will be a son because God will be the eternal father. All the rights and privileges of sonship come with this promise. However, those who reject the Lord and choose to continue their simple ways have quite a different future. Those who have not placed their faith in Christ will not enter the new order, but will forever suffer punishment for their sin and will never see the bride, the Lamb's wife. Cowardly believers who continue to practice their abominations from murder to all manners of immorality face the final judgment and will be sentenced to the lake of fire which is the second death, an eternal death. Instead of dwelling with God, these people will be eternally separated from God. Today, people are always longing for a fresh start, a new diet, a new job, a new house, a new school, etc. The Christian life itself is a new beginning, a new birth. Old things are passed away all things become new. This will be the case with the new heaven and the new earth. On the new earth, 
there'll be no more punishment or the consequences of sin that people experience on the old earth. There'll be no pain, hardship, suffering, or temptations to sin on the new earth. As Adam and Eve enjoyed the presence of God in the garden, believers will be with God, enjoy his presence forever, and see his face. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for your gracious plan of redemption, which starts and finishes with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that the day is coming when you will make a new heaven and a new earth where sin and death will be no more. You will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Thank you that our eternal future is secure in Christ. You alone are worthy of all praise and glory forever and ever. Amen.